Hey there, and welcome to Blazing the Path, hosted by Rob Hetherington. This is a Portland Trailblazers podcast by a fan for the fans. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Blazing the Path with Rob Hetherington and Joel Lincoln. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Grizz and Grind, 305 Culture, Knuck If You Buck, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, Spanning the Spurs, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, the LA Hoops Report, Thunderous Applause, and the Wizards Hoops Analyst, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and the Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Welcome back, everyone, to Blazing the Path. This is episode six. We're recording our very first episode of 2021 after um, after my stint in the hospital, and uh, we're, we're ready to get back on a weekly schedule with, with uh, Joel Lincoln and I. Welcome back, Joel. Happy New Year, Rob. Glad to hear you're doing, a little, uh, doing better and looking forward to uh, getting caught up here on everything that's happened. I feel like we've went from, you know, from our last one, we, uh, last podcast, there was endless optimism. And then there was reason for so because CJ was playing well on all-star level. They were getting some wins. Obviously, at the loss in Chicago, that was a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary, but they were back to rolling. And then the uh, only thing that's been rolling recently has been the injury train, unfortunately. Yeah. That's the truth. We got a lot to cover with these, with this injury riddled Blazers team. It seems like, seems like we're back to where we were last year. Unfortunately, with these injuries, nothing you can do about them, man. Yeah, no, I think there. I mean, there is some optimism in terms of there's going to free up some younger minutes for the uh, younger guys in terms of Anthony Simons is going to get more burn. Gary Trent Jr., who we've talked about, played well last year in the bubble, is going to get more of an opportunity. Um, and I think that'll help once CJ comes back. I was reading today, he's hoping it's going to be closer to six weeks. So that means they get him and Nurk um, back around the same time in March to make a push. So I think there's going to be some minutes for those younger guys as they come back, as you know, things hopefully get rolling back after the COVID outbreaks. It's been a while since the Blazers. Um, their game got canceled with Memphis, I believe, earlier this afternoon or yesterday. So they're going to have a little bit of a break. And I think the NBA right now as a whole, there's a little bit of issues with COVID and scheduling. So depending on how that all works itself out, it'll be interesting to see what the Blazers look like the next time they play. And um, as they're working guys into the lineup that are new, um, development of Harry Giles will be interesting with Zach Collins um, injuring his, I believe, his foot there um, done for the season. So just just heartbreaking, man. I've always been a big Zach Collins fan. Um, Damian Lillard has been quoted to say he thinks he's going to make some, you know, some defensive first teams in his career down the road with, with the effort and, uh, talent that he has on the defensive end. Just, just heartbreaking, man, because this is going to be a great season for him. And only, only good thing to come out of that is that we'll see Harry Giles, um, a, a very coveted, um, draft prospect in, uh, 2017 
and uh, it'll be exciting to see him get more minutes. Um, he says that he's still on the come up um, in, in some interviews going into this year. Um, only been averaging, you know, like two and a half points this year, not really getting extended minutes or anything crazy, but he'll certainly be a, a big role with Cantor coming up. So that's one thing to be excited for, man. Um, like you said, these, these still, you know, very, very young prospects that the Blazers have. Um, it's, I think a lot of, I think a lot of, uh, Blazers nation can take heart because, um, they're on the come up and they're only going to get better with these increased roles. They're going to be getting, uh, starter like minutes almost, um, staggered, of course, um, Anthony won't, <laughs> won't start at point guard or anything crazy. Um, of course with Damian Lillard still carrying the load, but Damian's carried that load before. Seems like he damn near carries it at least once a year for extended time. Um, the whole team really, he, he carries just with the talent that he possesses. Um, and it, we're just blessed that he's healthy this year in 2021. Yeah, and I think one thing that I watched and rewatching, you know, as the injuries have kind of piled up, and one thing that he's done that I didn't expect is as his range, and we talked touched on, I believe, the last podcast was his range and the way it's forcing teams to step up and be uh, even there on the screen because he does have the ability to shoot and knock it down from that distance consistently. As he's getting a lot more and taking the basketball to the rim aggressively, getting those layups, getting some and ones, and as well as creating for others, hitting open. Open guys, and I think Gary Trent is going to be a major better. Gary Trent Jr., excuse me, is going to be a major beneficiary to some of that driving kick, um, where Dame is always looking to make the plays for others as well. Obviously himself, he's uh, Western Conference Player of the Week, averaging thirty um, this week. But I think he also, as he's making those plays for others, he's opening it up for himself as well, and vice versa. Absolutely. You know, last time we talked. The Blazers were looking fresh. We had a lot of optimism. They just beaten the gosh darn Lakers, uh, for crying out loud. Um, a healthy Lakers team too. They held Anthony Davis down. Um, Anthony Davis just had a you know an off night for Anthony Davis as well. Um, but all things considered, they held him to 13 points, uh, which not many teams are going to do this year. Um, that was on the backs of Robert Covington and Derek Jones Jr. Um, like we've talked about before, this this Blazers team, we cannot forget, um, and like I said, take heart, Blazers Nation, a healthy Blazers team. Um, you're looking at, um, dare I say, a death lineup with Damian, CJ, Roko, DJJ, and Nurkic back in March, hopefully. Um, you know what I mean? This is, this is going to be a team to be reckoned with. Um, come playoff time if they're still in that playoff mix come March with the injuries they have. I was going to say, I think that's where it's going to be tough and it's going to really come down to how well, you know, Rodney Hood can come play, be playing as they come back, how well Gary Trent Jr., how consistent those guys can be in new roles um, because it is going to be a stretch run. I think there's going to be, you know, as games have kind of started to get backed up and log jam due to COVID, if they can get back to playing, um, and obviously player safety and safety for everyone's a major concern, but assuming they can do that, there's going to be, I don't think, I don't know what the CBA is in terms of back-to-backs and things like that. Um, but with, you know, the injuries they have, I know they can add a couple guys. So it will be interesting to see um, the GMs just expand 
expanded. They can have, I believe, two more guys on two-way contracts um, to kind of help build into that. But I think who they add during that time um, is going to be interesting as well as seeing what they can do with guys that are currently on the roster. Um, CJ Ellaby maybe get some burn. Um, you know, and I think Rodney Hood coming off, he was injured, if I remember correctly, a decent amount um, over the past year or two. Um, and this is not for Kit Carmelo Anthony as well. Um, but Rodney Hood coming back, he, had, he, he wasn't in any part of the run last year. Um, he's obviously a solid sixth year in the league here, been playing well. So coming off injury, it'll be interesting to see because he's not going to have, well, if he has a minutes restriction or what, what that looks like moving forward as the roster. Obviously, when you know, the start of the year, everybody's coming back. They're healthy at the beginning. You know, that's looking like it's going to be big and kind of ease his way back into playing. But as CJ's went down, um, I think those are going to be more minutes for him as well as the Nurk minutes. If they decide to go small, um, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. And and like you, like you mentioned, um, you know, CJ playing at an all-star caliber, um, level going into this this injury that he just came up with uh, in the Hawks game and uh, it's just it's just gonna be interesting to see this year how how it plays out at the end um, like it is every year if you're a Blazers fan with Terry Stotts as coach um, he, he always gets him to the playoffs it seems and uh, you can't you can't complain about that uh, the defense is looking pretty pretty piss poor but that's something that, you know, if this is really the season that they try to address that for the first time in several years, they really addressed it in free agency. It looks like it's a, it's a goal. Um, I, I don't think um, we're going to be seeing many more of these 120-point lackluster efforts on defense allowed uh, just because it's an NBA team. You can't be doing that when you're saying a primary goal of yours is to stress defense. Um, so hopefully they'll get that straightened out by the time uh, CJ and Nurk come back because Nurk Nurk is a defensive staple. Um, I think I think you'll really see this team band back together. They kind of rally around Nurk, um, and it'll be exciting to see how they match up with uh, with some of these big centers in the West come uh, March. Yeah, and I think one thing that I'm curious to see too is how they get when they start to get in some of these Western Conference stretches where they're playing Utah and then they have to go play, you know, they go to LA, go to Utah and go and cut one of those few stretch runs, go play Phoenix in the desert. There's going to be some challenges that, you know, it could get ugly if and, you know, I think the great thing is they've got plenty of experience and this has not been anything new. Robert Covington, obviously a solid veteran, um, you know, in a con, not, excuse me, not in a contract year, but um, I think he's proven as well. They've got guys, but it's going to be, can they stick together? What's life like on the road from the mental health aspect of it all um, on top of playing without two guys that are in their starting lineup at the beginning of the year? Um, and then not to mention Zach Collins, you're hoping to get, you know, coming back, as you mentioned, with the potential um, and the roster as it is. And now it looks just vast, vastly different than what it looked like and how can some of these new pieces gel with, you know, the, all, the perennial all-star 
that is Dame, you know, Carmelo Anthony, obviously he's going to be consistent as a veteran. So I think they've got the glue. It's going to be, can they stay healthy? Um, how does COVID affect it? Where are their stretches? Because I know they were at home early and now they're starting to get into some of those road stretches. And that's going to be challenging. Um, you know, with the new, I believe they've got another week or two of the road restrictions where they're not really allowed to leave their hotel room or the hotel. They can go meet in common rooms and stuff. And I think, you know, that's why, especially early, guys are trying to adjust their routine, figure out what works best. Um, and I'm hoping with those stretches on the road as guys are going to work some of those routines out because a guy like Carmelo where, you know, they're in Dame and, you know, any of the veterans, guys that have been through a quote-unquote regular NBA season previously to this year, um, your routine's off and you know it's different. And that is where, you know, I think other than CJ Ellaby, like he, this is all he knows. Some of those guys are still navigating that. And I think having a couple of those stretches are going to be nice for guys to figure out this is what works. This is how I get ready to play in this new environment. Um, that is 2021. Yeah. And, and like you mentioned, Joel, uh, you know, with COVID going on and everything like that, uh, this team, this team is going to have to adapt to that situation. Um, but with these injuries and everything, the you can't complain about these Grizzlies games getting postponed because this is a solid Grizzlies team, um, and they weren't you know in any position to really compete at a high level with them just because of the missing two starters as well as um, you know the getting adjusted to this new lineup, um, which is going to include Roko and DJJ. Um, possibly long-term, even with a healthy team. So you can't complain about a couple games getting postponed against a competitive team in the West. You look at the remaining schedule for January, um, they're, they're, they're all losing teams, you know, Knicks, Thunder, Rockets, and Bulls. Um, I think, I think this will be a good opportunity for, for players that don't normally get minutes to, to prove their, um, you know, prove they deserve a, an increased role with this team down the road come playoff time. And uh, I think Harry Giles is going to get after it, man. I, I really think I really think he's going to be exciting to watch the next few weeks. Um, and, and we got to keep in mind that there's realistically with this shortened season and, and now two games postponed, um, depending on if they're going to be rescheduled or not. If they're not, we're looking at right now 21 games left. Um, if they are rescheduled, 23 games left. So it's there really aren't many games left to be played. Um, so so players are going to really get after it if they're looking for a role with this team. And we're going to see who's a pretender and who's a contender for minutes on this team uh, really long term in the next few years even, looking at big picture where the Blazers are at in the Western Conference standings, um, who's ready to get after it with this team and really, really help help contribute to uh, a winning culture, which they've had since Dame came. Mm -hmm. Well, and 21 games seems that, that that I'm going to push back on that. They're, they're playing a 72 game season and they're eight and six. They've got plenty, plenty of games, unless you're referencing the 21 games roughly until CJ and Nurk are back. Right. Gotcha. Okay. My mistake. I misunderstood you there. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, as guys are going, I think one thing that it's going to be interesting to see where the new cap is at. Um, 
who, who are guys going to take less money um, here and there. Obviously, Dame got a super max, which is well-deserved, but I think that is going to rely on heavily getting guys in the draft, getting guys to come for less, like they have Carmelo Anthony on, um, to come and play, and I think that's the respect Dame has. But the you know moving forward, some of those guys, obviously, if you're under contract, but you know some of those guys that are coming up, the Anthony Simons, are they going to keep him, or what's his situation? That's a you know, first-round draft pick that they got a couple of years ago and you know I think I've referenced it before but similar when they had CJ and uh, Will Bar- Barton you know they didn't you know Will just kind of his minutes got pinched and I think they went with CJ which worked out but where are some of those guys going to be at because if you know there's a deal that we can make because I think they're in win now mode as you know and especially this year with injuries who knows what the future holds but I think they're going to stay in win now mode while they've got you know Dame and hopefully CJ and CJ will be around um, but keeping those guys and then getting those pieces filling in the gaps similar to what they did with Robert Covington this year and Derek Jones Jr. things like that um, so it'll be interesting yeah who establishes a stay in that core I still think you know whoever wants to play defense um, is going to find some minutes I think that's what they're lacking and whether that's and, you know that's one thing Nurk and CJ aren't known for um, especially so being that guy filling that role of being that especially in the big position with you know if Harry Giles can get that figured out that could be you know a big time you know addition from the loss of Nurk is figuring out how you know and giving him those extended minutes to get in there hopefully get in a rhythm obviously stays healthy would be huge for him with you know the way his career has been up to this point in terms of injuries and bouncing around if he could really find a home because I remember he was at the uh the hoops tournament what about I'm drawing a blank um the USA versus the world uh Anyway, it's out here in Portland that he was at practice, and I remember he was, you know, at the time coming out of high school, his number one recruit going to Duke, and it's not like he's gotten less talented and he's still, you know, seven feet tall. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he does in his development this year with the minutes that are giving him the opportunity with Nurk being out. Certainly. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. I would like to just correct, um, there's only 21 uh, remaining scheduled games just because of uh, COVID regulations and whatnot. They haven't really s- developed the March and April schedule, so I apologize for that little blip in what I said. Um, like like you like you corrected Joel. Um, you know it's still going to be what looks to be a 72 game season. Um, so it'll be exciting to see that many games in such a short you know period of time left in the season, um, especially with the the hopefully the rescheduled games. Um, against teams because I think when it comes down to it, they're going to be competing, the Blazers, uh, 
four a four a three through seven seed in the in the West um, going into these games with a winning record. Um, Dame Dame keeps you in games no matter what team you are. You know what I mean. So I really think I really think it's going to be an exciting season. Um, it's just getting started, like you said. Um, but there's going to be a lot of basketball played in these next three months. Yeah, and I think the teams that are going to be and I, and I think what does favor the Blazers through all this is that is Terry Stotts is, you know, they've always played hard, and I think some of that is going to be, especially this year. Obviously, in the NBA, you're all you're dealing with elite, elite talent. Um, you know, on every single team, where if you don't bring it, you can get out of the gym. But I think the one thing that is going to stick with the Blazers is their. You know, their consistent competition, guys showing up, doing the, you know, giving their, being professionals, um, which, you know, we, we can go, we can go see differently on load management, maybe not. Um, but getting guys that are going to come in, can play hard consistently all night, and guys that do have something to prove. And with the new opportunity, um, as true, as professionals that they have, I think, you know, guys are going to see that opportunity and say, hey, like it's COVID and, you know, things aren't great, but if it's your livelihood, you know, I think guys are going to consistently get when they give that opportunity, come in, get after it. And we'll see what, see what some of these guys got, um, you know, with new opportunity, you never know what's going to happen. You know, Tom Brady, to use a little football reference, he only became the starter for the Patriots um, after Drew Bledsoe got hurt and it was controversial if he should stay. Now he's 43 playing, playing this weekend in the uh, NFC uh, championship. So, I'd say, you know, anytime there's injury, there's opportunity, um, especially in the NBA, especially this year right now, um, with those big minute opportunities um, that are there with the injuries for these next, hopefully, six weeks or less. Six to eight weeks, I should say. Yeah, I like the reference to Brady. You know, he's he's always, I don't know how, how much longer he's going to play, but he always... Uh, he always is up there in the in the top three of best in the league every every season. And you look at uh, you look at like you said in the NFL and everything like that. It's you know um, players that are tenured in that league are definitely comparable to players that are tenured in the NBA. And and I think um, our guy Carmelo Anthony is going to keep putting up you know a solid fourteen fifteen a night. Um, and and hopefully Gary Trent Jr. Um, steps into a veteran role going forward, um, you know, with this Blazers team, I, I think he has what it takes to to really be a, a, a solid sixth man um, or seventh man, you know, playing off the bench with Mello. Um, you can't complain about those two guys leading your bench, um, as well as some guys like Anthony and Nazir Little getting some more minutes. Um, I'm excited to see Nazir Little. Um, not a lot of talk about him this year. Kind of a quiet year for him, uh, same as last year. But we can't forget that you know he was he was close to um, a lottery pick. Uh, Blazers picked him up. They always they always pick up someone you know it seems that uh, could have been damn near lottery pick. And it'll be exciting to see him in extended minutes, more than ten minutes at least a game where he was getting less or, or getting DNPs, um, you know, but we can't forget that's what, that's how CJ started. He was getting a lot of DNPs, uh, didn't know what his role would be with this team. And, uh, he got the opportunity and he, he, he flourished. And, uh, that's how CJ McCollum became, you know, who he is today. Um, getting, getting extended minutes when other guys were hurt, 
always showing up, always being the guy you can count on when other guys get hurt. And uh, he became Dame's number two quickly. And, and you know, this is this is a team that's uh, – um, you mentioned Rodney Hood. Now he's starting um, somewhat, you know, not not every game it doesn't seem like, but here and there. And uh, he produced in a starting role against uh, the Spurs with 21 points. So um, we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot of games where where you know guys are getting 20 points and you think oh maybe they're going to be in a serious role. Um, Harry Giles could get 20 points and then we don't hear from him the rest of the year. It's just kind of kind of play it by ear because this season with COVID, you know, younger guys aren't getting the runs even in practice that they would normally get because of, you know, social distancing factors and things like that. Guys are probably, you know, very cautious with COVID. They're, they're not going a hundred percent because they can't, um, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to get too in someone's face or anything like that because you, you could end up getting COVID realistically. That's, that's a threat to the, to the season this year. Um, I think the Blazers are handling, you know, the COVID-19 situation beautifully um, I think they did so in the bubble last year. I think I think you really saw um, them succeed in the play-in game. Um, not not much luck against the Lakers, but I think you really saw them succeed um, last year in the bubble because they came to win. Um, they weren't even gonna, you know, they weren't. They were there were considerations of you know not not showing up to the bubble um, unless it was to win. Um, those conversations were had last year. Um, Damian Lillard said up front, you know, they were coming to win. Um, and, and that's the thing that they're always going to do this team with Dame at the helm is they're going to come to win. And, uh, basically if you're not, you know, you're not ready to do that during COVID, um, they're probably not going to trust you to do it, you know, after COVID realistically, because, um, like you said, this is their livelihood. This is their careers. And they really, they really need to show behind Dame who's who's going to be serious with um, that starting lineup um, long term. Because who knows, who knows if we'll still be dealing with COVID um, five years down the road. Of course, it'll still be around, but who knows if we'll still be dealing with it in this um, current situation where games are getting postponed. You know what I mean? Um, it's all very unclear at this time. So. Really, it just comes down to who's serious about it and who's ready to get starting minutes. Um, I, I know Cantor has shown in the past that he's he's one of the guys you can count on in any situation, and I think I think COVID it'll he'll prove that again um, with this team, and you know step into that starting role at the power forward or center position depending on where they play him. If they want to throw Giles in there to see what that'll do. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be exciting, to say the least, to see what this Blazers team does the next few weeks. Yeah, and I, I think where we're – I think what's going to be most interesting is who in these next five to ten games can carve out a role, who can show what they've been doing, um, who shows what they – you know, in that eight weeks, and I think we've talked about, touched on this briefly before, of – that time when they were in the bubble or, you know, that the pause they took between, you know, COVID starting in March, Rudy Gobert to when they got in the bubble, that was nearly or maybe even longer than a regular offseason. And you could see guys that grew their game from Luca to Jamal Murray and things like that. And who who is going to show that they were they've been growing that game. They took that time and maybe the bubble as well as the shortened offseason and now 
you know, continued through because most of these guys, I believe, um, still have gym access, whether that is a personal one or the facility. I know the facility was closed um, during some of this, but the COVID issues haven't been a problem for the Blazers. So um, keeping the facility open, who's in there getting shots? Because in Oregon here, we're still, you know, shut down for the most part. Things um, are, gyms aren't open um, and stuff like that. Outdoor workouts only. Yeah. And, it, and it's the same here in Buffalo, man. Um, luckily, you know, um, what among the states that are taking COVID seriously, you know what I mean? Um, you know, all taking all the precautions and everything like that um, out here in Niagara and Erie County, uh, especially in the city of Buffalo, you know, things are, things are shut down or if they're open, they're only open till 10 um, for essential services and whatnot. And uh, it, it looks, it looks to be um, an NBA season in which, um, you know, it's just about getting your feet back under you um, for the playoffs. And, and then, you know, playoff basketball seems seems like it's going to be um, playoff basketball no matter what. Again, thankfully, um, even without a crowd. You know, the, the crowd, as sad as it is that there's not going to be a crowd this year and how that really, you know, a lot of the time plays into how a team performs um, and really gets them amped up. Um, unfortunately there won't be that, you know, as of right now going forward, but maybe by these playoffs, it'll be like the NFL where, where fans can start to attend and, and we can get back into a rhythm of, of that, because I really think these NBA playoffs are going to be special. Um, what they mean to the players with, you know, someone, you take a look at someone like Carl Anthony Towns, who's, whose own family member passed away, um, this this is this is a serious this is a serious season. Um, it's it's filled with a lot of heartbreak for a lot of a lot of the players. Damn near all of them, you know, know people that have had or are recovering from COVID. Um, just because they really a lot of them provide for their communities and just know everyone from where they're from or abroad. Um, you know what I mean. And so it's a serious season. It's a somber season, but I think the playoffs are going to bring a lot of hope to a lot of people this year. Yeah, and I think it'll be, you know, interesting to see what the uh, playoffs, if the Blazers are in there, um, because if they can, you know, through the opportunity of the injuries, I think what could be, and I think they're talented as we talked about it, they're deep, um, so the roster was built a little bit for it, and I think hopefully guys are stepping up into new roles, and then as they come back, um, the bench will only be, only be stronger, but the just the West is such a beast. I mean, you look at a team like that's obviously talented, Golden State, and they're struggling to win games. You know, it, it's tough. The league, you know, as night in and night out with guys having more time to not go and do necessarily. Um, it's a double-edged sword, obviously, from taking the time off. Um, like some teams have had to, and then not having games, limited practices, as you alluded to in reference. Like, it's... It's going to be challenging, but I think the one thing is, you know, as moves and things continue in the end, with guys playing more and more, I think hopefully we can get back into that rhythm of consistent things and not canceling. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about COVID-19 other than wear your mask um, and 
moving forward as far as from the NBA perspective is how can we continue to play games is, or is it going to kind of get that baseball feel of like, we're just trying to get to the end. Um, and I hope, hope well, not maybe kind of pause on the playoff talk as we're 15 games into a 17, 72 game season. Is yeah. How, how do the Blazers <laughs> kind of get there and who, what, what needs to happen in reference to getting through this next stretch of games where they do have some very winnable games, as you referenced on the schedule, playing some of those teams, OKC, Chicago, that are in rebuild or a little bit younger um, because make no mistake, the Blazers are in win now mode. The you know the moves they made in the offseason dictated that, and just because there's injuries, I don't think Terry Stotts is feeling like oh like this year doesn't matter, and I don't think anybody on the Blazers roster is feeling like that. I think you know Robert Covington. They've got a lot of guys that have stuff to prove. Um, and and as Dame when Dame speaks, he does, he's he's not speaking lightly. So I don't think he's looking for any excuses, and I think you know. They've got enough veteran guys to keep things going, guys that know how to go get. I mean, let's to touch on Carmelo. He can still get you go get you 20 or 30. That's, I mean, that's a Hall of Fame player um, coming off the bench. You know, he gets it going. He can, uh, you know, with groups and stuff, extend his minutes. There will be opportunity. So, and it's just going to come down to who's going to defend um, and get get consistent with their play, um, whereas before they, they didn't have the opportunity. Um, with that being said, obviously the opportunity is being played on national television or in front of you know fans, whether in person or just on TV or live stream, whatever you got. Um, and sometimes when that growth is happening, it's not real pretty. And with the team that is built to win now, that kind of gets, you know, gets microscope. You get under the microscope a little bit when you lose three in a row. Whereas if you're a team that, you know, has just been kind of on the up and coming, you know, the stereotypical eight seed that the Blazers were last year, you get beat three to one. And then, you know, there's not that expectation. But once again, we're in the same boat of that same team that was three to one had the injuries and whatnot. Um, so we'll see. They've got the experience to do it. They won in the bubble with it, being against other good competition. Um, it's going to be who who can clamp down on defense, who's going to be there consistently and be there competitively, um, and as well as just who's going to be – who can play well. <laughs> in limited practice, limited normal team activities, limited routine or opportunity um, – as things are in 2021 up to this point. Yeah. And you know, one thing that comes to mind is, is just the work ethic um, that the guys that are, that are going to be um, great out of this, you know, kind of decade of young guys, um, you know, someone like Jason Tatum, who, if he can't get the repetition with the team, he's going to get it on his own. You know what I mean? He's, he's in the gym by himself. I'm sure. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of people um, talk about his relationship with Kobe Bryant and, and how Kobe did his whole career. You know what I mean? Like he, he had his own gym and he would, he'd be there all the time. And it's just, it's just a matter of who is going to put in the work um, when they, when, you know, the team doesn't structure it for them. Um, and I think that's going to be where, where we find out who's, who, who are the men and who are the boys in this league. And, uh, it'll be, it'll be exciting to see who on this Portland team steps up, um, and, uh, 
takes takes the you know takes the bread home and just just really gets after it because this this is a team that that like you said is deep um it's in a it's in a loaded west for sure um you know teams like phoenix and utah stepping up their game it seems this year um to really make a deep run in the playoffs uh but i really think this is going to be a special year for the blazers um, I don't think it's a year where they end up in the eight seed struggling to get in. Last year, last year Dame had to do it all, man, <laughs> and and it it doesn't seem like this is going to be a year like that. It seems like they got him a lot of help for for one of the first years he's really been with the Blazers. They really went after it in free agency to get what they could get. Um, they can't be pleased with this with this nonsense of second second highest points per game allowed on defense. Um, you know they can't be pleased with their emphasis on defense they tried to make. Um, the strides Damian Lillard has made on defense, being known as a struggler on the defensive end, he's definitely starting to step up um, and, and play play solid D. Um, I I always joke, you know, if James Harden can learn how to play defense, anyone can because <laughs> it really seems like he he could make strides much much higher than James Harden. Um, just be on the defensive end, just because um, he's he's always getting better at what he's worst at. In my eyes, um, I have so much respect for Damian Lillard. Of course, um, you know he got me into into the Blazers when I was a young lad, um, and it's just it's just exciting to see him every off season. You you're just excited to see what he improved the next year. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just going to be exciting to see. Where this team goes, you know they've got to have a chip on their shoulder, regardless of if COVID's going on or not. This is a team that that gets seriously disrespected every year for how piss poor they are on defense. Um, and having two guys starting who could themselves, you know, say they're say they're really like the number one guy on a team individually, say they were, um, they would be getting defensive. Um, if not first team, maybe second team honors. Um, they're that good on the defensive end. So you add two guys like that, you've got to get better on defense. It it just it's if it doesn't happen, then <laughs> there's going to be serious. You know what I mean? There's going to be serious changes made in the off season to this coaching staff to get it to happen. So I I don't see serious changes in the coaching staff taking place because Terry Stotts always helps his team get it figured out. Um, it seems by March and April, um, for some good runs in the playoffs and, uh, it's going to be exciting to see, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But speaking on just a league topic here, um, did you see Steve Nash's comments on, uh, Trey Young and his, uh, getting his new way to be fouled? No. Because I wanted your comments. It is becoming more and more common, and I think part of why the defense and this is not a cop out in terms of the Blazers, but in general, why the defense obviously number one, the NBA is for entertainment, but also the defense. It's becoming so difficult the way guys know how to get fouled or appear to be fouled, I should say, um, yeah. you know, as James Harden and some of it is made popular. And I think it's just one more way and you can, you know, there's two sides to every coin. You can say, well, hey, that's just part of it. He has his space. But it seems like we're starting to kind of bastardize the rule a little bit and say, you know, in 
obviously pioneered by James Harden, but I'm sitting here looking at Dame shooting about seven, eight free throws a night. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, he's attacking the basket and stuff like that. But, you know, some of that defense is there's more and more guys being creative in ways they're being fouled, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I think next episode, that's got to be, um, uh, you know, a big topic, um, especially with the changing of hands in the, in the East with all these trades going down. Um, that's definitely – that's definitely something we'll we'll um we'll make an emphasis of the next episode because these trades, man, that they got going down and everything, they're really going to be a changing of hands. But to to address what what you're saying about you know the issue with Trey Young and everything, um, Steve Steve Nash doesn't mince words and and uh, you know just just hearing what you're saying now and everything like that. Um, this Nets team is going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Even before, I mean, I thought that even before they got Harden, but, um, now that they have him and now Kyrie magically decides he's going to start playing again. Um, it's going to be a big three for sure. But, but yeah, this, this fouling, man, I don't know if you saw Trey young when he, uh, when he, he bashed into Dame, not to, not to sound biased or anything. Um, I was pissed because the Blazers were already struggling with injuries and you just don't, you just don't do that when you're flopping, man. <laughs> but but yeah, I've seen I've seen Trey Young uh, a few times just just annihilate people flopping, and uh, and Dame was Dame was bruised up, and he he doesn't really he doesn't really complain about injuries if if they're not serious, and he was he was holding his ribs the rest of the game. I don't know if you saw. Um, but but yeah, that's definitely something in this league, like you said. Um, some of the, some of the players definitely are flopping, and you know what do you do with that? Do you do you like make a new rule? It doesn't seem like they're going to because, like you said, this league's about entertainment, and um, people want to see Trey Young getting forty a night. Um, they're not really concerned how he does it. Yeah, my concern is it seems as though. The triple-double, which I've never had one, never came close to sniffing one, so no disrespect, but it seems as though it's getting watered down um, in terms of the way, and maybe it's just because the scores and whatnot are going up as well, but as we're getting these triple-doubles and guys are scoring and scoring, like there's a, you know, the law of mission returns like you want to see you know, you want to see those scores in the one twenties, but fifty point, you know, forty points are coming from the free throw line, and guys are, yeah. you know, getting flopping around. It's turned into European soccer, and it's like, hey, this is still hoops, and there has to be a certain level of toughness um, involved with it, and the guy should be able to kind of slide over in front um, and maybe get a hand check on him one time, um, as long as it's not two stuff like that, but. Um, my guy Larry O'Brien here. I don't know if you've heard him barking in the background, my puppy. Um, he's got about one more minute before he goes into full freakout mode. So can we get a quick update on the sticks? Have any fans chimed in and wanted any smoke on the sticks? Nope. No one's no one's brave enough to, to take these handles yet. But <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's coming, man. Um I love NBA 2K talk. Um if any fans, you know of the pod or just of the NBA in general that have caught 
have caught the pod. I'd love, you know, I'd love them to match me. Uh, Ichabod to God on Xbox. Um, Xbox One. I have, I do not have big money to spend on the, the newest Xbox. Um, I really, I really don't have any plans to buy in the future, to be honest, because it's just, it's just nuts how much systems go for now. But, but yeah, anyone, anyone wants, wants to play, I'm always down to go. We've been getting some fan mail questions. Um, we'll definitely put, put those on the next pod and, uh, big things to come in 2021, man. Absolutely. If anyone wants to get in touch with the show, how do they do that, Rob? Just visit Blazing the Path on any of the socials, um, particularly Twitter, because um, not a lot of people truthfully use Facebook anymore. Um, in in my in my opinion, I don't know how it is out in Oregon, but it seems like Blazers Nation's strongest on Twitter, um, and it seems like the NBA's strongest on Twitter. That's just where everyone goes. Um, would like to just throw a shout out to the Bill Simmons Pod this week. Um, another podcast. Um, if you're, you know, you love basketball, I'm sure you've already heard of it. Um, but they really get after, um, you know, the the Kyrie debacle that's always seems to be going down, and uh, something else to check out. And yeah, just just uh, keep following the pod, and and we got big things to come this year. But to to answer your question, Joel, we're on all the socials, and uh, you can reach out to either of us personally on Twitter and. And we'll we'll get your question on there. All right, excellent. Yeah, if you want to get at me on Twitter, it's at Coach J Lincoln. Um, and yeah, check it out. We love, love, love to get some fan mail in here and answer some of these questions. Um, this week was just kind of an overview. I'm um, gonna we'll be back next week with some more stats and a little more specific. There was just a little too much to cover this week. Oh, um, so much in terms of breaking down any stats other than I like yours, where I think you said we're, we're 28th in the league on team defense. So. Um, we'll keep being an old guy out in the yard saying, hey, we got to play a little defense. Certainly. All right, Joel, it's a pleasure as always, and best of luck with O'Brien. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, young Larry's about to get a little, go get a little PT here, a little physical training. <laughs> so go fight win. We'll talk to you again soon, Rob. Always a pleasure. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in to Blazing the Path, a Portland Trailblazers podcast hosted by Rob Hetherington. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts for weekly episodes.